don't put my drink. I just had it. What did I do? Oh, it's right here. Welcome back to All We Know About Andrew WK. Awk about Awk. All right. Andrew, who knows? Andrew Wayne Knight, as I said last week. I don't know. Do you think Wayne Knight could be one of Andrew WK's clones? Oh, I thought you were going to say part of his band. I was hoping he could be part of his band. It could be, Well, in this album, what's the difference? Andrew WK, also Wayne Knight. That's so there. true. Yeah. What do you think of that? I don't know who Wayne Knight is. So. Wayne Knight's the guy who plays Newman and oh. uh, <laughs> Seinfeld. Yeah, you'll, you'll see him as part of the Andrew WK aesthetic, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah well, I, they're I very similar people. It. He's one yeah. of the clones. He looks alike. He looks exactly like Andrew WK. Yeah. So last week, we went through I Get Wet, one of the seminal... Rock albums from 2001. Yes. And uh, one of the biggest rock releases of 2001. I was surprised to... Is it number one? Learn how... how Yeah, mm-hmm. how fucking big that album was when it came out. Did you read like anything on the Wikipedia? It says, like, nearly every single song from it was in a notable commercial or movie. Of, like, <laughs> I that believe year. that. Like, just that year. I feel the like next year. Andrew W.K., you really peaked with that one. Well, I, was, I never said that, Andrew. If you're listening, I don't. I think you're getting better all the time. Uh, <laughs> I mean, commercially. I was gonna say I was. This is another comparison I made between this. I made an earlier comparison between Andrew WK and Matt and Kim. Also, was that well, just that Matt and Kim is also a band where I feel like a lot of people hear their song and go, "Oh, that wasn't a commercial." Yeah, that's that, that's true. Yeah, especially with Party Hard and Hey, look, I don't often and say, "Hey, people- that that wasn't Freaky Friday." But I do with Andrew WK. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have the Freaky Friday soundtrack? No, but I'm excited for the new Freaky. It's the unlicensed one. <laughs> yeah, that one looks awesome. Yeah, it looks good. How do you feel about just the concept of it? I like that they clearly are doing Freaky Friday, but didn't know how to get the rights to it. So Blumhouse like, we'll just call it Freaky. And, <laughs> and make uh, it a horror movie. And make it a horror movie. <laughs> do you think they'll still use She is Beautiful in it, though? That would be great. That would be great. <laughs> it'd be it'd be cool if he sang it to himself while they switched bodies. Do you remember when they used "She Is Beautiful" in the original, or not in the original, but in the you know Lindsay Lohan one? I feel like it was it was like a montage of her getting yeah, probably do, like getting dressed or something. But I also could be making that up. That I mean, you make up stuff a lot. I do. It started with a dream, but turned into a nightmare. I don't know what this is. Like that was just me setting up the okay. episode. Okay, so by okay, so I had a couple announcements for since last week where I complained that Andrew stopped doing uh, his motivational speeches on his stories. Mm-hmm. The next day he started doing them again for the oh, first really? time in like since before lockdown, like almost a year at this Sorry. point. Should I say who I am? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. No, no. So anyway, here's Danny. Yeah. I know, but you, if you want to go ahead and like. Uh, plug uh, geek, I, geek Space or whatever. Well, you already did. I didn't need to plug anything. I just didn't know if people were going to assume that Grant got a voice change after the last episode. <laughs> well, no. Okay. People might assume that, I guess, but you're here to... I'm Grant! You're here on it's behalf of the United impression. Nations. Yes, I am. You are Ban Ki-moon, still. <laughs> uh, I think he's not even in behalf. He retired. I retired. <laughs> well, you're on behalf of... Uh, <laughs> on my own behalf, Of I the most retired. recent form... Yes. That you were in, of the United Nations. Yes. You have a, pre- a previous form of the United Nations, what you're here to promote. I'm, yes, I am, I'm here to promote the United Nations of 2015. Okay, cool. So, yeah, so he started doing his motivational stories again, which is good. Yes. Um, although, immediately, like, he did one, and then the second one, it turned weird. Yeah. So, it didn't take him long to start going back into that. <laughs> Do you think those are even new ones? They might not I be. I don't think they are. 
song going on with this guy. Now, also, Solice, you've now seen the She Is Beautiful music video. Yeah. So you can... Re- Go ahead, let her rip. That wire was really long. <laughs> that wire was really... Have you ever seen the She Is Beautiful music no. video? It's like he wakes up in a bed. He takes a mic and plugs it into a wire that's like looped around a thing a lot. Mm-hmm. And then he just starts singing the song and going around this house. And it's like the longest wire ever. Like it never goes off. And then... It's, he's getting a con on, like, literally everything in the house. It's just kind of annoying to watch. And then he leaves the house at the end and runs down the street. And then at the very, like, last note of the song, pulls out. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. That's for She Is Beautiful, weirdly. <laughs> that's what I, I, mean. I, I feel like that's kind of what I expected. I don't know. For She Is Beautiful? <laughs> maybe, I don't feel like any of know. his, any of the music videos I've watched of his... Are oh, no, that's true. really connect with what they're that's true. talking but, about. But you gotta think about it at the time of like who even is this guy? And this is a music video about him creepily being into a girl. Yeah. <laughs> and that's then true. that's the video for it. I don't know. It's all of his songs. Yeah, you're right. All of his songs are creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's kind I don't think it's as bad on this album <clears throat> as it is on the last one. Yeah, it's, I feel. Well, I guess we'll get into it. We'll so, get into I, it. How, what is the format of this, actually? Are we going song by song? Or? We, yeah, there is. We're okay, going song by God. song. You got notes for song by song? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, this is good. I'm glad everyone. I know. I didn't tell anybody to do that, but I'm glad you and Grant both did it. And that way, if JP doesn't do it, he's gonna look like the worst guest ever. Yeah, I'm so excited <laughs> for that. All right. Also, you know, elephant in the room for this audio podcast, of course. Yes. I have an Andrew WK poster now. I almost remarked on, it, but I didn't know if we were supposed to draw attention <laughs> no, to the fact no, no. that this was an audio podcast. Well, but what do you what do you think about it though? I I mean, it is what you told me it would be. <laughs> You said it's him at the podium with Andrew WK above his head, and you know what? <laughs> That's a good it poster. It is absolutely though, right? that. That's a good picture. I'm happy with it. I, I, I like that picture of him. I do, too. I, you know, it's... Also, he's got widow's peak. Never noticed that. Oh, he is. very yeah. small. He's always had a widow's peak. And, uh, and I got this uh, double pack, Close Calls with Brick Walls, Mother of Mankind. Mother of Mankind. Yeah. It's got a lot of ominous... Did you just get that? I just got it, yeah. Like, oh, nice. yesterday. And it's got a lot of ominous The Mother of Mankind... It. Album cover is actually my favorite album cover of his. It's really good. Yeah. It totally doesn't look. He like looks him. so feminine. Mm-hmm. I know. He looks in weird in all of these. Even pictures. well, I don't know because even on oh, close wait, calls with this. his smile, he looks like. Okay, I have something to talk about with these photos when we get into <laughs> it. Okay, okay. I, Sorry, I, just for the audio listeners, which is everybody, because there is no video version. The inside, I open up the Mother of Mankind disc, and there is a very young modeling like picture of him. of him. Yeah. Where he looks like, I mean, his like cheekbones are really yes. defined. He just doesn't look like, he doesn't even look like this guy, who also doesn't look like that guy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's. Sliding, man. He doesn't, also doesn't look like this guy. He also is like totally <laughs> shaved, though. He's like a That's clean true. shaved. That's man. like maybe one of the few times I've seen him clean shaved, I guess. So interesting. Cool back cover, too. Oh, I don't yeah. know. Just thought I'd share that. So yeah, this is a good packaging, just in general. So. Yeah, you do you want to dig in? Do you have anything uh, overall that you want to say before we start going track by track? Um, I don't think anything before we go track by track. There are things I want to throw in there in the middle that are semi-related, but okay. I, I think that I was well, to say this is when you sent me this, mm-hmm. you sent it to me with the pitch that he plays every instrument on the album. That's right, and it sounds just like the previous album where it does. he didn't play every <laughs> instrument. I know, on the I know. Album. That's what's crazy though. But look. I gotta say, with this, I don't always think like someone playing every instrument on an album is like this crazy awesome thing. Yeah. But in this instance, it kind of is because, as someone who plays every instrument on some albums and stuff, being this precise with everything is 
like impossibly difficult. Like the way sure. he is on the, like this is like a every single note is exactly precise and there's a lot of very weird like tempo changes and just everything about this seems like it was a pain in the ass to record. So I'm sure it was. I'm, it's kind of crazy that this is the one that he did every instrument on. Yeah, and it really doesn't sound different from and, it was, and he produced it too. He produced this one and the last one. Like this is the first albums he ever produced. It's just yeah. kind of crazy. But um, so should we talk about Blow Your Bone? Have yes. you seen the cover yet? <laughs> no, I haven't seen the cover. <laughs> okay, I did. I did hear the the title. Yeah. So I... well, of course. So a little bit of background for this album, The Wolf. I should have maybe said by now that it we're, that we're, we're discussing the wolf. the wolf. Um, it's in the title, right? Yeah, it'll be in the title. Uh, this was originally supposed to be called Blow Your Bone. And uh, the label said that it was too explicit to call it that, which it's not really that explicit. I mean, it's like a euphemism, but it's not explicit. Yeah. yeah. But I, as I said to uh, Grant, I said that that would have made it sound like a Limp Bizkit album. If they that, called it, like, <laughs> Blow Your Bone. That, and it also would have been setting a dangerous precedent for his album, since the first one was I Get Wet. Yeah. And then the second one was Blow, Blow Your, your bone. bone. They were like, we can't let you do this back to back. Yeah, you're going to just keep doing this for the rest of your life. Anyway, this is <laughs> this is the cover. <laughs> oh my god. That's the worst illustration I've ever <laughs> seen. So, I, again, like I did last week, I encourage everybody to look up Andrew WK. He looks like D&D Greg. He kind of does. In that picture, he does. It's a good picture. <laughs> Blow your bone. <laughs> so, I like to imagine a world where he did release it called blow your bone and really i mean come on let's be honest though the album cover you went with isn't really any well, better it's, it's, no. <laughs> it's less it's less interesting it's, uh, yeah well it's less affronting i guess it's that's true but i think weird. i would have preferred the shitty blow your bone cover just because it, it's it's something i feel like the wolf Maybe. one is just like a it, it's I not think that it would have become a, like that is it the the cover of that bowie album uh, the next day the, was it next day or the one where he does heroes dogs? oh wait which one are you talking the, about where it's like the really shitty illustration of him the diamond dogs cover. yeah you know what i'm talking about i, I where know he's like this he's like laying out like a model yeah yeah, yes that's right that's right yes okay <laughs> i thought you were saying he was gonna do it like he did with the next day where he did, took the heroes cover and then just put you know what i'm talking about uh oh oh oh, oh yeah 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 no yeah. i'm saying i think it would have become memeified and that it's a very bad drawing <laughs> it already looks like a meme too and like it yeah, looks like it one of those like motivation a, posters yeah, yeah. that's what i was thinking because i feel like it would have just come out like that or people would have like i think the other one was just like well that's kind of a lame cover this one people would have been like this is absolutely god awful yeah i i agree i think it's i i just think they're both underwhelming <laughs> covers in general i also don't i'm not crazy about the cover the name the wolf because i don't really get what that means I think no. he's a lone wolf he's he recorded it all himself okay well, yeah. i guess that makes sense are you making that up on the spot or is no that, i, I is seriously that thought that okay as i was as i was listening to well, it, you might be right about that because you pitched me that you said well, he played it all himself so and it was called the wolf i was like maybe that's what it is oh so that's andrew wk right there too i don't know if i should pull attention to that <laughs> but anyway so yeah, he ditched his band for this one. Did every instrument himself. Um, yeah, I mean, like, let's let's just go in. Do you got anything right. else? At least you got anything. Mm-hmm. Well, wait, wait. You said something earlier about um, him talking about like blow your bone or saying something yeah, about blow your a, bone. He was in an interview and he was talking. The person asked him if it was real that he broke his foot while he was on stage or whatever. He's like, no, yeah, I did that. And he's like, something about when you break your bone, or in this case, or in this case, when you 
blow your bone, so. Yeah, and then, just like, and then the, the person... guy, the guy that was interviewing him was like, okay. Yeah, like, clearly didn't know what to say about that. That's, that's Andrew for you. Hey, that's Andy. Sorry, hey, well, I will. Well, yeah, don't call, call him in. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. All right. Mr. Drew. So I got <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Drew. I also got track ratings. Oh, you rate? I didn't rate mine, but I can you pretty much give you a rating. As we well, I'm the only one who rated them last week, too. I wasn't planning on pulling this I out get, last I week, but Grant requested it. I know how I feel about them all. Okay, cool. So I only rated a couple of them. Are you, how, I what, didn't what, go what are you doing them out of? Uh, five. Okay. But I'm doing half stars, so it's okay. basically out of ten. Gotcha. All right. So victory strikes again. <laughs> I didn't really write anything about I, this track. Okay, well, I actually wrote a lot about every song, so... I'm glad. Okay, so... I want, to start with it... Mm-hmm. The piano at the beginning sounded like Chariots of Fire. <laughs> I feel like I can pull this up and hear that. It's just like the kind of tinkliness of it. Okay. Wait, wait Chariot of Fire. The dun, the... dun, 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 dun. The... Okay. Oh, the dun, 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 That song, yeah. okay. 80s motivational slow-mo of course, music. Of course, Yes. That sounds like yeah, Angels' that... Blade Runner, but... That. Yes, it does sound exactly like that. <laughs> that's good. Uh, and that's only what? That's uh, two, two minutes. Two, two, two minutes seconds. And, and it's, like, it's a two minute song that's like a. It's completely instrumental, right? That first track. Oh, no, he's like no, no, yelling no, no, no. in the he, back. He, he does, does he say lyrics, though? He has a chorus. He's, it is at the very end. Okay, he has well, like a. Like a I'm going to be honest, I started writing notes after the first track. Okay. <laughs> I, I wasn't planning on writing notes for every track. He has a chorus at the I end. sucked into the, it. Actually, is weird because it like it's like a multi-voice chorus. Okay, and it also reminds this song is just a thing that reminds me of other songs. Okay, tempo and like rhythm-wise, after the Chariots of Fire section, it gets like kind of like dancey and becomes like mm-hmm. Anamanaguchi almost. Is the first thing it reminded me well, of. You know, there are only four lines. Yeah, that's it. This is why we are alive. We all live like we are going to die. We are here. We are high, and this is why we love to live our lives. Wow. <laughs> The only thing I could think of that opened similarly was They Might Be Giants, the theme from Flood, where all of a sudden all these voices come in with like a like a, like a motto for the album. And I was like, that was really weird. Yes, that is kind of like that. Yeah. And uh, I forgot what I was going to say. If that, how okay. do you feel about that? I, I, like that, I like that it is, it's instrumental, but it opens with his whole philosophy for the whole That's album. That's so true. And like, the whole album cool. does kind of follow on that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I it's a it's a great intro. It, it definitely sets you up for the album. I was also gonna say this is what I f- forgot that I was gonna say was that on the last album where he didn't play every instrument, he did do every voice, which is still kind of crazy. Yes, because there's like a thousand voices on every single I song. I enjoy wow. that way less. <laughs> you enjoy that like in just like like not the instrument thing. You just mean like his. I wish thing. he would have. I wish he would have let other people do some of the voices. When he's when there's seven Andrews coming through my headphones, it gets a little bit. <laughs> but much. the thing is, on a lot of the songs on "I Get Wet," it doesn't sound like it's his voice. Like it sounds like seven different voices, which is what's interesting I, about it. On some of the songs, some of them, but I feel like most of them. I feel like it's there's high voice Andrew and low high voice Andrew. Well, that's true, but I feel like it's kind of difficult to. I don't know. I, I feel like I can tell the difference pretty easily on those. And then the, a lot of them don't sound just like what I'm expecting from him because he's usually just doing like a like a screaming, growling voice on that he album. He does that on 
He does well. He he does it on all of this album too, though. Mm-hmm. But he just also has another voice where he's doing less. Oh of yeah, it. I mean the vo- voices aren't that different on yeah. Here. It's just crazy because <laughs> in the first album it's so anthemic and you know that he doesn't do everything on it. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy that he does all the voices. Like he refused to have anyone else do voices on it. It's mm-hmm. just weird. But that's a that's that. Victory strikes again. Yeah. You have any other notes on it? Uh, Salise, no. no, no notes for for Victory Strikes again. All right. Well, I'm, I said it's a great intro, <laughs> and leads into the album. One of my album highlights for me: "Long Live the Party." Sure. Have any notes for "Long Live the Party"? Oh, yeah, I've got tons I, of notes for you. You hyped me up by saying you have like a uh, paragraph for each well, first one. First of all, like I do. <laughs> uh, I'm hyped up. The, oh, well, I didn't know if we needed to rate Victory Strikes again. Oh, you're right. I forgot that I'm doing ratings. It was not something I intended to do, but... I'll yeah. go ahead and give it a three out of five. I gave it a four and a half out of five. <laughs> so did I. Okay, that's fine. They're all going to be pretty high. All right. Uh, so for Long Live the Party, again, he just starts with almost the same piano sound. So yes, then I... A lot of these songs sound exactly the same. Well, that was when I... <laughs> yes, and I wrote... As I started to realize that, I, I literally wrote, I wonder if he's going to use this piano on every song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh this is the song that it's not a song I knew like like she is beautiful or right. uh, any of the songs from I get wet uh-huh. it's not a song I knew but as soon as I turned it on I was like this is a if you said a picture an Andrew WK it's song sad. in your head I was like this is the exact style I was expecting right. which is funny because this was considered somewhat of a departure but it really which di- is insane it's not. yeah well, I think the difference is that it's not high octane all the way the whole time, and he does like like yeah, okay. Yeah, on okay. "I Get Wet," almost every single song is the same tempo, yeah, except for like sure. one song. And this one, that'll change around a little bit. And then some of them are more like really upbeat, screaming songs, and some are more motivational. He does, I guess, <laughs> sort of like at the very end, mm-hmm. like switch it up after the second chorus. Like he does like a bridge that's like a little more different. Yeah, uh, but. I don't know. I feel like, and and I think we'll run into this with every song on the album. Uh-huh. I feel like he took three of the best songs from "I Get Wet" uh-huh. and made copies of those three best well, songs yeah. over and over. But then I can't even really say that because the three best songs on "I Get Wet" are copies of every song on that album. Sure, and also, these sound like and these sound like those. But <laughs> now I just felt like I don't know this whole thing because I liked "I Get Wet." I yeah. feel like this became a photocopy of a photocopy where he had a style and he just kept doing that but every time there was a little less substance i think what's more interesting about this album is as far as chord structures go it's way more complicated than the first one i mean i believe that like the first one is you really would not know that this guy is like a talented musician Mm -hmm. based on the first one and this one not only just because he did every instrument but also because the actual writing of the orchestrations of it and stuff is way more complex in this one that's fair i i would just say lyrically i, I think I <laughs> lyrically not so much but i think that even though it may be more complicated compositionally mm-hmm. i think the way it was produced takes away from its well uh, maybe elegance it definitely sounds just like epic andrew wk and they yes. all do definitely sound the same yeah. <laughs> that's that's a running theme with this one and the last one for sure which the, the next like, one wet even had a little more variation do you think i get wet had more variation than this album yes i don't think so i don't uh, think i get wet had any variation. like i love nyc has a weird kind of more sparse arrangement at certain parts it, it's just in the beginning gotta do it also has that that's the other one yeah ready to die has a cool section where at least he doesn't sing at all which i guess the opening track did which part uh he where he's just playing piano like in the very beginning or i guess sorry where sorry i reverse that 
where everything else goes away and it's just his voice and piano. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that also happens in I Love New York City. I guess in the beginning. Yeah. I don't know. Those are... I, I wouldn't say... Whereas I feel like that never happens here. It's all the instruments all the time. Maybe. We yeah, you're, you're probably right about it. I, I, but I think with the first album, there's re- not even Ready to Die, but I would say... I don't know. I don't know if I'd say that about I Love New York City other than the intro, but like Gotta Do It is the one where it's like it slows down. That's the slower one on mm-hmm. the album, even yeah. though it's not a slow song necessarily. Yeah. But on so this there's one... No, there's no less than seven layers at any given oh, moment on any true. of these songs. <laughs> that's definitely true. And that, it's a lot. I think this one sounds a little bit more varied to me because the tempos do switch around a little bit. Mm -hmm. I really think it comes down to that. Because some are, like, more, like, because... I mean, the the tempos change, but I feel like the arrangements never do, which is what bothers me. Maybe not. But on I Get Wet, it's, like, the same tempo for every single song, and then Gotta Do It is, like, slightly slower. And then it's the same tempo after that. (laughs) But I like that album, so, I mean, I'm not even... I'm not dissing that. I'm just saying... I need to pull us away, though, from Long With The Party. No, no, no. Long With The... I'm glad we got a lot of mileage out of this. Let me, here, let me read the first the uh, first few lines of Long With The Party. I want to have a 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 party. You cannot kill the party. You cannot kill the party. This is really his fault. You cannot kill the party. Long live the party. <laughs> I, I don't know if you heard anything from his most recent album, but I, there's one song that starts I did, with, actually, yeah. There's one song that just starts with party, 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 party. I heard party, that song. Party. I what it was. Uh, I think it's called The Power of Partying, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is, it is. It's a good song. I think that's the one that they used in the Bill and Ted trailer. I, I could be no wrong. Clue. I Probably. Don't I, don't, I, don't, I don't even remember the Bill and Ted tra- uh, trailer. I didn't even know it was one of his songs, because it just sounded like score. It was like an instrumental. Sure. Um, yeah, good good song, though. Yeah. So, But anyway, Long Live the Party. It's a highlight for me. I love this song. It's so it's it. I think maybe it is just because it's like one of the first tracks on the album, but... Sure. Just I think sounds, yeah, so, 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 sounds so awesome. I think this is on. I think this is probably a highlight for me too. Even though I didn't like love this song, mm-hmm. it's one of the ones where if you're like go back and listen to a song from the Wolf, it's probably one of the two I'd pick. Uh, I'm interested to hear what the other one would be. And I was gonna say this is so weird that nobody else who gives a shit about NWK is gonna think about this. I feel like this is this album is the beginning of like d- dudes who did like post hardcore stuff mm-hmm. like i i listened to this album and i was like i feel like i set my friends on fire just ripped off a lot of songs on this album maybe so i wouldn't be surprised so like just like that they're like playing like synth piano and like <laughs> i was like that's a lot of their album too that's that's interesting but anyway <laughs> also a lot of songs on here were written on piano which may not surprising well, yeah. not surprising but i just thought since we're, we're focusing on the piano that yeah. that's Definitely the case. I think he wrote almost every song here on piano, probably. That's probably like where sure. he started for most of the songs. So that's along with the party, Solis. It just has a weird transition into the next song where he like growls at the end. Yes. And oh, then yeah. It like yes. comes <laughs> up into the next one. You gotta love that. But Grant complained there weren't enough good transitions in the well, first album, except for that one. Yeah. And She Is Beautiful to the track after that. Which is not even really like that crazy of a transition. It looks like a cymbal fades yeah. out and then fades back in. I just. Grant's got shit opinions on everything. So, well, Grant <laughs> enjoyed that album. We we had a, a nice, pleasant discussion about it. But yeah, you, I think he feels much of the same way as you do about it. No, I feel I about I, this. I mean, oh, okay, sure. Where it's like it, it just at the end of the day, it does sound the same every song, pretty much. <laughs> just, I mean, yes. Which is why I get more interested after this album, uh, with well, which, is, which is which is because that's when it gets really yes. crazy. But anyway, so that's "Long Live the Party." It's a g- good song. 
I think. I, I gave it a five star. <laughs> I'd, I'd still give it maybe a three and a half. Okay. I enjoyed this song. So you said that's one of the best ones, and you're giving it a three and a half. That I would doesn't say set it's a good... one of the two that I would that I would go that I'd say I'd go back to, like not but even. Still, it was three and a half. That's setting a yeah. That's 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 a that's a low. That's low. I'd say maybe, maybe you said one of two, maybe it's one of three. Actually, there's maybe another one song. Okay, all right. Well, I guess <laughs> but, we'll... but it's I, it is a highlight of the album, and I'm making it essentially a seven out of ten. Yes. Okay. Well, look, that's good. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's not awful. But uh, then we go right into tear it up. Yes. So what I have written for Tear It Up is, it's a fun, if weird song, which is uh, allegedly about his angsty teenage years, according to him or something, Mm -hmm. and um, it's possibly addressing his early electronic and noise roots with the lyrics about how the music he used to play sucked and stuff like that. (laughs) I never thought about it like that, but that's pretty funny. That might not be the case. And then also maybe about humility and how he acted like he was at the top of the rope, like he said, whatever that means, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. Just having too big of an ego, I guess. That's just what I... The things that jumped out at me when I listened to Tear It Up. I... My frustration was I feel like it sounded... Like you said, a lot of these songs sound similar. I mm-hmm. felt like this song was a little... Like you said, it's a little bit... The tempo changes more. It's a little bit slower and like more driving. And I think uh-huh. less like obviously melodic. Yes. But unlike the last song, the lyrics on this song aren't like simplistic and fun. They're just kind of dumb. I don't know. <laughs> I maybe for the chorus. <laughs> the, first, the one that comes out is had some friends turned thought they were cool turned out to be jerks and I was like that's. But then awesome. also the <laughs> right? way that he writes about it just reminds me of the way that he writes about all of the like Steve Mike and the corporation and stuff. That's just a thought. No, I, I'm not a big Steve Mike guy, so. I don't know. Well, it's just a thought I had on this song, and I think the next song. Also, the next point song? just says we were mean, which I yeah, think. Pretty, well, he was. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like where is that at? Where you're you like I, I, maybe maybe it's because I don't know anything about Andrew WK really mm-hmm. before coming into this. But the way you're reading into it to me was like if that's what he's reading into it, it's almost like he was trying to explain his past while putting as little thought into it as possible. Maybe he was just saying. Where, where's the part you're talking about? Uh, I t- oh yeah wait 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 would, 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 say it again. There's oh a, we were jerks we were bad that part yeah. And then there's a part where I don't think it's immediately afterward where he says we were mean. We were mean. <laughs> I don't even see that, but maybe 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 I wrote down mean meant bad, but that's. I'm just yeah no it's you're you're right about that. I I just don't find it, I don't take issue with any of the lyrics here personally. I mean I don't take issue with them. I just think that it's. Not I definitely even... wouldn't think that this song in particular is underwritten. Especially, well, I don't know. I feel like this album has two different types of songs. One like this, and one that's just motivational. Yeah, well, so there's definitely a motivational theme. But I mean, like, I don't know, because there are some songs, and admittedly it's in later albums more, mm-hmm. but there are songs where I actually find his writing to be really interesting and really Oh, fun. yeah, for sure. I think that on the first album, too. Yeah. This one, I would say, lyrically, I love, I love is maybe NYC, the lead. actually, is a song I really think is as fun lyrics, but... I think the lyrics to that one are crazy. They, they, they I mean, they kind of are, but I mean... <laughs> we are a corporation. Yeah, but that's <laughs> why I, father. But that's why, like, I'm like, that's kind of cool. No, I like, agree. This is like, that one's, we are a corporation, and this one's like, we were mean. We were mean. And, and, or like, uh... I would definitely say this is maybe lyrically the least interesting like, album. I will find God. I fucking love that Oh, that song. song's awesome. Or it's like, I know you can write like that. Why that song is like so crazy too. Like talk I about. Want, I want all of his songs to sound more like that lyrically. Well, that it came out after this. It was I know, a it's whole. Stupid. He maybe had a whole different approach to music after I this. I think. 
But that song's crazy too because the orchestration of that. If we're talking about it's how like, it's a, a different, great arrangement. For, yeah, it's insane. It's like the most complicated arrangement of his career, maybe. Yeah, but so that's why I mean, like, and I know even like even I love NYC. I just wish he'd write more oddball stuff. This is the point where it's well, I think he was. I don't know why. I don't necessarily know why, but I feel like he was stepping away from that a little bit on this album. I don't know mm-hmm. if he maybe thought that it alienated people, or I, I don't know right. if there was. Because it, it was possible that some of his songs didn't receive as much airplay or get put in something sure. because of the lyrics. So yeah. maybe he was trying to be like, what if I make that album, but if the lyrics aren't fucking, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, just crazy. So maybe that, I don't know, that's that's completely yeah. on just me guessing. But I think it's possible. I don't okay. know. But yeah, I'd definitely say this is the least interesting of his, like, albums, like, lyrically. Sure. Because it's it's usually just... Either something like this, where he's like just talking about his past, or something like that. Which there's only like a couple songs like that, and then just motivational stuff mostly. So, which he still does now, but he mixes it in with the other yeah. stuff. So, tear it up. You got anything else for tear it up? No. You got anything for tear it up? No. Other it's, other than it sounded like it started out really weird, and it sounded like an '80s rock anthem after that. A lot of these do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's. Yeah, I think it's it's like he always starts kind of only he starts kind of more interesting, and then it just becomes the same. <laughs> yeah. well, I was gonna say I take issue more with the choruses than anything else with some of, with some of these songs because like for this one it ends up I feel like with a lot of these songs it ends up just being the name of the song, like over yes. and over. Yep. Not with all of them, but just with with some of them, especially this one. So I don't know. Yeah, this that's that's tear it up, and I gave that one four stars. I gave it a one and a half. Oh, no. That's why we have you on here today. (laughs) Well, uh, Grant didn't even rate his. I I don't even know what he would. Probably better if I didn't. Well, you know. It's good that we have a a tonal clash. We get thumbs up, thumbs down. All right, free jumps. What did you think about free jumps? I got to know what you thought about free jumps. I want to hear Solis first. Okay, Solis, what do you think about free jumps? I mean, I thought it was pretty good. I gave it a four, so. That's good. Wow, that's high. That is high. I, I gave it a four as well. I'm jumping ahead, but I gave it a four. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I did. Uh, well, here's what I wrote about Free Jumps then. It's a really paranoid song. Definitely the most paranoid song on here. This is definitely one of the ones where his lyrics from I Get Wet seep through a little bit. Yes. Because it's about just like ignoring some group of people's lies. Like that's like the whole point of the song is like just ignore these guys' lies. And he doesn't say who it is. And it it could be easily interpreted if this was anybody else. As being just like someone who's angry at a group of friends or something. But because it's Andrew W.K. and he's telling you not to listen to the lies of this group, it just feels like a part of the whole thing yeah. of Andrew W.K. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I don't know. What's interesting though is that what I wrote down for this one is it, it like lyrically it is like that. It is like yeah. a little noited. Uh, but he also. <laughs> Good use of noited. Thank you. It's the only accurate use yeah, of noited. You're right. Is but I feel like even the, the composition and the arrangement don't match those lyrics at all. Oh well, they never do. Like it seems they like, never do. It seems like he wrote all of the compositions. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for left sure. In there six months later, wrote a bunch of words he down definitely and throw it on. He definitely did that. Yeah. Well, he did that, but that's the case of the first time too. If we're talking about, I love New <laughs> York City. <laughs> like that's none of those. I mean, Ready to Die doesn't sound like happy and fun. Ready like to Die at least sounds like kind of crazy. It does, but it's the instrumental is so fun and nice. But I think it's like I think that's like almost positionally like reasonably 
It's a, it's a dichotomy he's creating on purpose. Well, right. This one seems more like he just but that's also just because wrote stuff on paper. Yeah, I think with then, this one it has less of a melodic, um, yeah, like force on instrumentally. Sure. I think if there are melodies on this album, it's coming from the lyrics or the vocals more than yeah. it is from the actual instrumentation. So that's different from the first album. Yeah. It's like on Ready to Die, it starts off with that toy piano, and then you're yes. already in. So. <laughs> But this is the this is the first time where like up until this point I'm like okay yeah everything sounds anthemic yes and then this is the first one where I was like okay maybe he just doesn't know what he's doing <laughs> I don't think he doesn't know what he's doing I think he or lyrically I mean maybe I think he just very specifically wanted to make anthemic music and have the lyrics be not as crazy as on the first one I don't know but I, I really don't know but that's a uh, free jumps do you have anything else on free jumps not really I like the song <laughs> but I give it a four. I gave it a three. I also said it's a good instrumental. It, it actually has one of the more interesting arrangements, I think, yeah. of the album. Never Let Down. <laughs> Can I say the way this starts and with the title Never Let Down? Oh, we might have the exact same. Is it, it a Bond thing? Wait, what? A Bond thing? It sounded sort of like a oh, Bond Oh, I see song. what you're saying. That's not what I was going to say. What were you going to say? I was going to say just everything about the lyrics of the song reminds me of Never Gonna Give You Up. That's what I wrote. <laughs> That's I what wasn't I wrote. thinking that, but I understand it's that. Pretty much the like. <laughs> yes. I mean. I said I thought I was gonna get rickrolled for a minute. Yeah, it's a ten- it, Yeah, I just wrote. It's a testament to friendship. <laughs> <laughs> never want to break your heart. Never want to make you cry. Never want to give up and die. It's like the. It's basically never gonna give yeah. you up. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and like he does that throughout the whole song. Yeah. This isn't. Is, um, what do you What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I I completely see the comparison. Uh, I, I I mean. Basically the same thing that Silly said. It started out with like this sound that was kind of interesting, and yeah. then just became an Andrew WK song again. Well, that's your. It's every song. On the that's album. every song here. Yeah. <laughs> I would say this one is motivational, but not much else to it. It was. I, I liked was, it. I was listening to this at two in the morning, uh-huh. and I this is the one where I stopped and went, "I'm gonna go to bed. I'm gonna pick this up tomorrow." <laughs> okay. Well, that's fair. <laughs> how late was it when you were listening to this? this is, how do you go to bed when you're? Li- I mean, <laughs> I, I was I was literally listening to it because it was like the night that you told me you wanted me to be on. Oh, so you just immediately turned I it on. I immediately turned it on, and then I was like, Oof. I was somehow I somehow was falling asleep to this, and I was like, "That's crazy." I turned it. <laughs> on, I stopped it as I was starting to go to bed. I was like, "That's I a should. nice one to la- to land on, though." Yeah. yeah. At least it wasn't Very like positive. free jumps or something. It's like, <laughs> yeah, don't no. listen to the lies. <laughs> you're like falling asleep to that. Yeah, so I like this song, but it's not. There's not that much to say about it, really. I, I think it's say. my favorite song on the album. That's interesting. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I gave it four stars anyway, but <laughs> so I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be very lenient on this album. You're gonna find. Well, this is what I was saying. Was Grant was just loving how many five stars I gave on the last yeah. album. <laughs> it's gonna pretty much stay like that the rest of the show. Uh, I give it. A three and a half. It is under the previous three and a half I gave. If I was like, okay. if I was to Fantano it, the other one's a strong seven. This one's a light seven. Okay, I'm glad you're Fantanoing on my show. You're welcome. Yeah, somebody's got to bring the Fantano. <laughs> we are talking about Andrew WK's uh, Blow Your Bone. <laughs> your Rules. The next song. What do you think of Your Rules, guys? I didn't like this one as much. I hated this one. Now this yeah, is crazy. This so is like my favorite I. one. I, I, it was extremely I, underwritten. It, oh, it's it so underwritten. Like, I know. I, <laughs> I love that's it why though. I didn't like it all about it. But I love the. I I think what it comes down to is when I think of this album, the one musical thing that I can definitely remember is, "We will not listen to your rules." Whoa, 
Like that part. I mean, that's it's catchy there. to me. It's catchy to me. I like that part. I I literally wrote. I had to listen. To, I it was just true. I had to listen to this one twice because the first time I listened to it, it just rolled off my back like water. I listened to it <laughs> yeah. and I didn't remember it. That's just so funny because I feel like I had that. Ex- like I feel like I I had that feeling about every song here, but this one. Which that's is funny. crazy. No, I, I I just I think that it sounds really happy for a lot of it but then when it gets to the chorus the chords completely change and then he does that vocal thing that i think is catchy so i don't know it is pretty catchy but i think it's good how much is that catchy well i give it five so <laughs> i give this one uh, hello Ki- i guess i have to give it minimum you one. say hello kitty no i said hello sorry <laughs> oh, okay. hello, hello kitty you can give it a half star if you want. I'll give it a half star. Okay, what do you think of this one? I didn't rate it. I just stopped rating all the songs after oh, okay. this one, so I don't know. <laughs> I gave up. <laughs> I said lyrically, not too much going on. He's just saying, break the rules. He likes people who break the rules. That's what he does, etc. Which is pretty much what he says. On that, so there's not much else to it than that. But I like it. I think it's a good song. This is the point, though, where his shtick mm-hmm. of like, like, like everything becomes the same song as it goes... It started to wear on me, and I just stopped it, and I was like, this is frustrating. Well, I think that's what happened largely with his career after this album, was people were like, yeah, this album's good. I mean, if I like the first album, I'm going to like this, but like, I'm getting kind of tired of like the party, the party, same, party, yeah. like motivational, like let's just have fun thing, mm-hmm. which I think is why he made this next album the way that it is. Yeah, and it's not even just the lyrics, like... No. Just the way it sounds, they all... And it's why I... It's I, overwhelming to hear a whole... But to, I don't know... I've always felt that way, that this was his least memorable album to me. Yes. But when I was listening to it today, I didn't necessarily think it was any more memorable than any of the other ones, but it's just like, it's like, what, 40-something minutes or nearly yeah. 50 minutes or something, and it just, I felt like it flew by when I was listening to it today. I mean, it kind of does fly by, but I feel like it's because it all blurs together. But I was paying close attention. That's crazy. So it wasn't blurring together for me today. Uh, but it does normally. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but today I was like reading every lyric while I was going along, and I was writing down stuff, and it, and I even paused it a few times, and I, I still this, felt like no actually time it was bad. at this point that I remind I was reminded of something that happened when I was hanging out with you one okay. time, where you were playing piano and you said, "Oh, how does?" And it was some Andrew WK song. It might have been "She Is Beautiful." Okay, like, how does that one go? And then you play that one, you go, "That's not that one." And then you played another one, "No, it's not that one." It was probably <laughs> I was probably trying to. Now, I don't know, because this happened at a sound-ass show. Yes. It, and I think it was ready to die, maybe. Live. It could have been She Is Beautiful. But, but it was that you played through five Andrew WK <laughs> well, yeah. songs before you got to the right one. You went, yeah, I think that's it. And I was like, that's how similar all these well, songs yeah, they are. <laughs> but that was, they were all from I Get Wet, probably. All those probably songs. Probably so. <laughs> so I but, mean, they, it's definitely the same situation. It really sunk in when I heard this song. And I was it's like, just oh, no wonder so... Eric has trouble telling them apart. The difference, though, I think, is on this album... A lot of the songs just sound similar, like production-wise and whatnot. On that first album, there are just a lot of similarly good melodies yeah, on every true. song. So I that would, but then it also does sound very similar when like one because a lot of the songs have a melody and then the beat yeah. kicks in and then it does just sound like party yeah. hard. <laughs> they all kind of <laughs> sound like that. And this is definitely no exception. This album is the same idea. So that was your rules. Got a lot out of that one. And now the if we're talking about underwritten. Let's talk about the title of this track. <laughs> the song. I actually like this song. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah, this good. is this was one where I listened to it and I kind of liked it because the way that it's so underwritten, it just yes. it, it becomes hypnotic. It's like a chant. It's like have you well, what I know, what am I talking about? We me and Grant talked about talking heads in front of you for so long and yes. you had nothing to say about it. So I, I shouldn't even make this comparison. But Yes, no, I love I love the talking heads. No, 
I was just saying that uh, David Byrne has been accused of the same, of like underwriting songs, but like in a good way. Sure. Of writing about very simple things and like oh, emphasizing yeah, that. Yeah. But then sometimes he dips into that other well, way where it's just underwritten. Well, I was going to say, I've you know, weird. Talking Heads is not something I listen to. I listen to a decent amount of David Byrne solo. That is weird. <laughs> so, but like, I, what, like I, what? what? What albums? Uh, well, there was one album of his that came free with Windows XP. Which one? Uh, Can you the, describe the cover? What humans do is the oh the uh, look into the eyeball. Yes, that album's awesome. So, but so I know what you mean though because yeah. he does sometimes do that. Yeah, I think like because most of his songs are like that where it's like just talking about or the way he writes is just so simplistic when he's talking about stuff. But then every now and then he's like, okay, well. You, you just said like I, I sat in a car, I looked yeah. out a car, like stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, like that's I actually love what humans do. Better. He just goes no, dishes I, in the sink, yeah. walls in disrepair, and I was like, that's cool. Those are yeah, just that's but he's he's really good at that. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so that wasn't really an apt comparison, I guess, to Andrew WK. I just I think definitely sometimes he his underwriting is just interesting. And sometimes not. Sometimes it's interesting. And sometimes it's just endearing. I'm, I'm yeah. trying mm-hmm. to say um, the song. Is a, it's another song where he tells you not to mess with us or you'll be in some kind of pain. So seems like that's a through line on this album. And the previous, which uh, leads me to wonder why he was ever considered to be a feel-good fun guy. <laughs> uh, there's something he does on this song that reappears across the back half of the album. And I, don't, I can't explain it musically. His guitar riff sounds like Christmas music. I don't know what that means. <laughs> it just sounds like a melody I would hear in a Christmas song. I don't know how to describe it. Like on he, this song in particular? On this song, and there's a couple other songs where he does it. But okay, well, hold on. Now I feel like I gotta get to the bottom of this. Let me hear it. Uh, it sounds like it would be like a Christmas sound-alike song. Like just in general? Or Yes. So no, not just yeah. like da, 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 da. It could also be those higher like bell synth yeah. sounds. All the, also helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I get that. Yeah. He does <laughs> I, that. A few I didn't times. think that, but that that's definitely it's a completely valid take yeah. on his Where it's yeah, it sounds like royalty free Christmas music. <laughs> well Oh, I honestly his instrumentals do kinda sound like royalty free music <laughs> yeah. on this album. Alright. So do you have anything else about the song? Would you what do you think of the song? That's good. What do you think of the name of the song? I mean it's really simple, but that's the point of the song. No, you're right. <laughs> so yeah, it works. So you have nothing else about the song? Uh, wait, sorry, what? The song, the song. I, I, that was done. Okay, well, I think it's good. Oh, I, I didn't rate it. Where I said I? three point five. So I said three point five as I'd well. I'd probably go four. Yeah. I don't know. So this is your favorite, and this was maybe my no, least no, no, favorite. I was saying, so I was saying this is the one of your favorites. This is the underneath the other three point five I gave. Okay. Yes. Wait, the. Okay. Okay. I gave, but you gave that. you gave three three point fives by now. No, I didn't. Did I? Yeah. I thought it was two threes. And I gave two threes. Okay. I'm I'm not clearly not remembering this. Right. <laughs> I said I said the last song was a was a point five. No, not that one. Before and then that, this one's a three point five, and uh-huh. then along with the party is a three point five, and then yeah. uh, tear it up was a three. Uh, <laughs> never let down is a three, and I think okay. I free. Jokes. I see. I see. It was a three behind the other three yeah. is what I was thinking of. Okay, so this is still like your second favorite so far, then. Yeah, so far. It's probably my, one of my two least favorites on here, which is funny since we just had the exact opposite yeah. thing with <laughs> your rules. Uh, and then, 
make sex. One of <laughs> Andrew's highlights in his entire career. I'll Which, of course, this is the I, I the entire time I was listening to it, I was like, man, I just want one of these songs to switch it up. And yeah, I just but want it to not like... sound the same. And then this one's the only one where he actually does something different. I'm like... It's like it's guess, 30 seconds long. Yeah, I was like, this is what I asked for. You know, this is the, the fucking monkey paw curls a finger. I, I wanted something different, and he gave me this. Well, all, my only note was make sex, dot, dot, dot. Awesome. <laughs> That's all you can say about it. This song, I heard, this is one of the songs that I'd heard before. Yeah. That somebody like You were, you were excited about. Yeah, that this is, <laughs> and you know what? This used to be ironically funny to me. Now I just hate it. Oh, you hate it. I, I just love it. It's only 45 seconds, and I listened to the album three times. Yeah. After the first listen through, I just skipped this one. That's so weird, because it's so short. Yeah, I know. That's And that's a testament to the fact that I don't even want to listen to 45 seconds of this song yeah. again. I think it's good. So, at least, what do you think of the song? I thought it was good. Yeah, I think it's good, too. <laughs> I gave it like a four and a half. I gave it a one. Well, this song's awesome. <laughs> totally stupid. We should not. We shouldn't spend too much time on make sex. <laughs> that is, we could really, I don't know. We could maybe really analyze the lyrics of make sex. I don't want to make life. I don't want to make death. I don't want to make love. I just want to make sex. Yeah. Sounds like it's a you know what it's a pushback against uh, a lot of the sort of high high browed yes. high minded anthemic things of, of the That's previous so right. generation. Make love, not war. Exactly. You know all that, and then he's like, who even thinks that hard? Just fuck. Mate, let's fuck. <laughs> Just fuck. That's what he's saying. Given to, given to the primal nature. It's, it's so Andrew true. Case whole thing. He's a genius. He's the wolf. This is maybe Become his most primal. genius song. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I changed my mind on this whole album. This yeah. is great now. <laughs> I think Make Sex is one of the ones like we were talking about where like David Byrne tips into that other way. I, I feel like Andrew WK, this is one of the songs where it is so underwritten. This song is that just like a David Byrne song. <laughs> no, I just think it's so underwritten that it's funny. Yeah, kind of. In a good way. I, I like think it's it. funny the first time you hear it. I think, I, by the third time I listening to it, well, I This is to like maybe the tenth time I've heard this album. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> totally stupid. It's so dense. Okay. I, have, the, I, have, I, have a, I just want to yeah. pitch you something, and I want to know everybody else feels the same. Because okay. it's a general statement for the, from, al, from tracks 9 through 12. Mm-hmm. Every single track <laughs> sounds like it could be the finale track. Yes, I agree. They're all, it's because he, he kind of... I feel like the first half of this album is like some motivational stuff with like some of his, like can like his older type of lyrics like breathing in like in spurts. But then after "Make Sex," it's pretty much every song is just motivational, motivational, motivational. <laughs> That's what I said about "I Get What." Like the entire thing sounds like that to me. Yeah, it all sounds. Oh, like... they all sound like they could be the yeah. epic closer. That's so true. <laughs> it almost sounds like well, it's like the thing is like there's a part at the end where like he's got these multiple voices coming That's in, what I, yeah. and it's like. Building up and building. It sounds like the finale of a musical really theater does. song. But that, that's how I feel about I Will Find God. Well, sure, yeah. That song, and every time is, I hear that, I picture a, a theater group singing and this it is on stage. <laughs> the highest rated song of the album for me. This song's awesome. And But this thing is, I was like, why did he just end? This would, this should have been the closer. But then I listened to the other three songs and go, no, oh, these are also yeah, all closers. I know. But Weird. this is the best one. I think this is um, the best one, too. Yeah, this song's awesome. And that whole last part... Reminds me of I Will Find God, where all the yes. voices come in and they're just like, dun, 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 dun. like that whole yeah. part is just. I, this would have actually awesome. been straight up a five out of five if the first half of the song didn't exist. I don't know. I love the first <laughs> half of the song. I feel like that build up to it makes that last I guess. last half even better. But personally, but I I would actually give this song a four. I like this song a lot. I think the song's. This is one of the ones five. I would go back to. I agree. I gave it a five. <laughs> uh, did I write anything else about it? I just said. 
there's so many movements to the song and it's the most genuinely motivating of them. I feel like whenever he does motivational stuff, I'm not actually motivated by it or anything. <laughs> yeah. This is one of the few where I think that actually works out on me. Uh, yeah, it's a good song. Epic. And speaking of the motivational part, there's a music video for it that was uploaded like a year ago, which is just like a compilation that looks like a cute or funny moments video that a fan would make or something. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's an official video? Uh... I'm not. It was on the official YouTube channel. That's so. crazy. That is, yeah. Well, I'm not surprised by anything this guy does. <laughs> really? Oh, do you have anything else about no. it? Really in love? Sounds like a robot trying to write a love song <laughs> to me. <laughs> to me, it just sounded like a stadium. Like it sounded like he was like parodying somebody else almost. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it does sound like that. Do you like this song? Yeah, I thought it was really good. It's probably my second favorite, if anything. That's interesting. I would I would also give this one a, a 3.5. I think that there's like one part of the uh, song, which I guess like the pre-chorus, where mm-hmm. he has a kind of a... He, he, that's the one where I noticed like, well, the chord progression in this song is kind of weird that yeah. I like. But then it he immediately goes back to not doing that and doing yeah. that annoying samey chord progression <laughs> again. And I was like, well, great. Really, I, well, all I wrote was really in love sounds like a robot trying to write a love song. And like every love song written by Andrew W.K., it gets creepy uh, yeah. towards the latter half of it. You live alone, and I do too. I yeah. really, 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 <laughs> really want you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Stuff it like <laughs> really creepy, and also didn't even put that much work into it. <laughs> I know. You, do you know the song uh, "Let's Go on a Date"? <laughs> I've heard it. But I don't like know. We were just listening to it. I yeah. just love that. So that song sounds like it almost sounds like a Weezer song. Almost, it just sounds so like you know, "Let's Go on a Date," like fun, and then yeah. the lyrics are so like like int- like good creepy is that the one where he says like i watch you when you cry yeah he's like he's like he's like hold on let me me just i know it's not the right episode for this but i gotta read the lyrics out for this uh did you have any other notes about this song uh no not really i just said like all of his air quote love songs are about him like wanting somebody and them not wanting him back yeah and or him being, him being disappointed yeah he's just... also to say i i wish that he'd sung this and i know he does this more on the later albums mm-hmm. this is kind of the last album where he does everything in the same voice yes but <laughs> the backing vocals are him singing normally and i was like i wish he'd sung the lead like that yeah, yeah. the andrew wk is the fucking the thing is vocals. even though I, I feel like those background really vocals the- no, I know. I think those background vocals, though, he's probably doing falsetto or something. I, I think well, they sound better, whatever they are. They probably do sound better. I just don't think... I think he, he took a lot of singing lessons after this album. So I don't know if he was confident enough to like do a Maybe. clean performance over these. But I don't know. So here, here are the lyrics to Let's Go on a Date. Even though you don't know me, I know that you live alone because I listen to you cry. Those are the first lyrics. What the fuck? Even though you don't know me, oh, 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 confidential love from an undercover spy. <laughs> Even though you don't know me... <laughs> I want to take you out. I want to take you on a date. Let's go on a date. Let's go on a date. Go on a date. And there's, there's that. And then he says, even though you don't know me, I know I could treat you right and I could keep you satisfied. <laughs> even though you don't know me, oh, uh, oh, 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 you're my angel. Gosh, I wish, I wish I wasn't so shy. Even though you don't know me, I want to take you on a date. And, this stuff. and then there's, there's more after that. But it's just like, that's so cool. It's so cool. <laughs> Why does it, I don't know. I think that's such a... Maybe maybe by that point, writing that song, mm-hmm. he wasn't famous. But that was post this album. Well, then what the fuck? Because the thing is, like, that's that's one of those things where, like, I actually don't know when it was recorded. I don't know why he needs album. to be creepy. Because it's a whole, fucking and, Andrew WK. A girl will go on a date with him. But I don't think that's the point of the song. I don't think that it's from his perspective. 
Like a lot of the songs from that album and from that next album, n- there's no way any of those songs are from his okay. perspective. Because <laughs> like that's when he starts doing the like, I don't know. I feel like he starts writing more satirical songs of like, like they start being more overtly creepy and just sure. like fucked up. Yeah. But I mean, I guess he does that on I Get Wet too. I feel like this may be the only album where he doesn't do that that much. Yeah. The Wolf. I don't know why that is. But, yeah, I definitely think, like, this... Because well, one... he used to be a jerk in the past. He used <laughs> yeah, to be right. bad. He used to be mean. <laughs> he, was, you know. he used to be so mean. All right. Uh, where am I? Which one do we just do? Uh, we're on 11. Or right. End of Our Lives? Yeah. What do you think of that one? Yeah, this one also sounds like a Christmas song to me. But, <laughs> uh, some about the way he writes guitars to parts sounds like Christmas. Uh, I think there's a part where... That's again, the right time for it, though. Yeah, it's great. It was a good... <laughs> Thanksgiving's the perfect time for Christmas. Music. I agree. Uh, there, There's a part where he pulls back all the instruments mm-hmm. for the chorus to to make it just his voice. Yeah. And I hated it because... So you don't like that? No, no, no. He was like, I would have liked it, again, had he been singing normally. Oh, but it's... But missing. instead, we're just focusing... It's like... Now it just sounds like Make Sex, where it's just his voice going... <laughs> and I was like, well, I- that's why I always had trouble, or at least initially with I Love New York City, is because of the beginning part where it's just his voice yeah. over the four on the floor beat. <laughs> but I just feel like even, even. But it's funny, so. Even on that song, because of the fact that it is a four on the floor kind of like yeah. driving, driving beat, yeah. this song is not like that. And no, so it's, it's not. even more harsh. I'm like, uh, this your voice only even sounds listenable when it's covered by shit. Like I feel like instruments. I feel like on I Love New York City when it starts with that with just like the bass drum, I feel like that doesn't sound good to me. Like that 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 I mean, doesn't sound, help. It doesn't it. sound good, but it, to me it's just not as egregious. I find that one to sound funny. That part, not the part you're talking about here, but in I Love yeah, New the York City. Yeah, the part I'm talking about here so is, is, is f- frustrating. Okay, too. what do you think of End of Our Lives? I can't even remember it honestly. Well, all right, <laughs> that's fair. I wrote very similar themes. It's totally stupid. Uh, I, then I wrote, just because life isn't easy doesn't make it bad seems to be the thesis statement of this song yeah. and maybe most of this album. The last half a minute or so on this album is an album highlight. I think, do you remember how this song ends? Uh, I like how this song ends. Can you play it for me? Yeah. I, I remember I like wrote down how it actually ended like in words. but I don't yes. remember exactly when it Yeah, yeah, this sounds like a closer. Right. I think it might be like the last 10 or so seconds I'm thinking of. Or maybe I already played. Maybe it was that last part. I don't know. I can't remember exactly what I was referring to, but I liked that part that we were just hearing. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I think what happens is that it's just like over the driving beat. And then it goes into like how totally stupid ends, where it's yeah. like everything is like da 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 da. And I like that. I like whenever he does that. I like that he does it in, uh, like, I mean, he does it in all of these last songs, honestly, where he did sort yeah. of in different ways. That one, that one called But I too. think that one and uh, and Track 9 are the better ones about Which it. one's Track 9? Totally Isn't, Stupid? He has a Totally Stupid where okay. he's, yeah, the big chorus comes in. I think those are the two, yeah, the two better. I just love every time he does that. Yeah, I think, well, I think those are the two better implementations of this concept. Mm. Yeah, I think this song's good. I said that this was a four and a half. Uh, I give this one a three still. It's still good. Uh, Salise? I'll say four. Okay. It's even though you couldn't remember. Yeah. I mean, all I the mean, other ones are four and up, so. It's, yeah, it's, it makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> I mean, except for uh, your rules. It's so crazy. I love that song. <laughs> I love music. 
<laughs> okay, here's the thing. Again, this song starts out, and this is maybe mm. the most disappointing one. This mm. song starts out like it could be a totally different song. Okay. And then imme- and then it like immediately becomes the well, same. Maybe again. maybe I should hear it. The, the way it part. starts out, I'm like, it sounds like this actually sounds like a musical theater song. You mean like it already went into that part, or you like this part? This part. Okay. Yeah, it does sound a little different. And had he just done this the whole time, I would have been like, that's kind of cool to end with. Maybe, like, yeah, you're right. Just <laughs> that piano been... and driving, like, arrogant the drums. But then it... I like the... But then it becomes oh, right. this. Where I'm like, I just... Yeah, no, it totally it, changes tempo yeah, and if, key. If it was just Andrew W.K. singing a crazy ballad, I would have I, I feel like, like that's that still... I feel like I like that it does this. Like, I it just that. It changes tempo and key. I, I don't know. I, I feel like it worked it out. Because it's still playing the same thing. It's just playing it a little so, bit higher up. Here's the thing. I would have liked it mm-hmm. had he not just did the same instrumentation. To the same thing he's been doing. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, I mean, at the end, I feel like for me with this album, I kind of know that going in at this point. So I, I just, did, so now I just kind of listen to it with that already in mind. Yes. And I feel like I enjoy it more knowing that he, all the songs are pretty much going to sound the same. Because I mean, I would honestly take issue with I Get Wet. If I was like, I can't, I don't know. I don't like that these sound similar. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's true. I listen to I Get Wet all the way through. I'm, I'm not saying it's better or worse, mm-hmm. but it's I also just, shorter. It just didn't bother me. Maybe that's why. It is shorter. Yeah. It's it just like, didn't bother me as much. That he did. Yeah, I mean, I think those songs are just more instantly memorable. I think sure. he was going for more catchy on that album, and on this one he was going for more, like, well, not orchestral, but like, like bombastic orchestrations on these yeah. songs but i do like actually like this song more than most i wish it had stuck with the first part but mm-hmm. it does seem like at least like the arrangements are like a little less crowded like yeah. there's like less just like shit going on yeah and so like instruments are given more space to like actually like you hear them and they like, sound really interesting and uh the lyrics are the same <laughs> well but, but did you notice that the lyrics on this song implies that the album's circular did you notice that at the very end? No. What did he say? He says at the very end that, uh, like, basically he stops singing for a little bit, and then there's, like, a bridge, and then there's some instrumental parts, and then the very last line is, so we can be there when victory strikes again. Oh, and then wow. if you click on the first track, it kind of sounds like it should follow the sure, other track. Sure, that makes sense. I mean, it's not, like, circular, like, it literally... Like perfect, yeah. Yeah, but it's, it, it's a kind of... I didn't even realize that until this time I listened to it, so I thought that was interesting. Let's say uh, the lyrics are basic, but they're kind of like generic basic and not like party dude basic still. Yeah, which I kind of appreciate. This one feels more genuine to me. Yeah, yeah. because I feel like every time he writes a song about how much he loves music, it feels very genuine. Yeah. <laughs> All I wrote for this one was a lot of crazy key and tempo changes on this one. Uh, don't know how I noticed. No, don't know how I never noticed that this song makes the album circular. It ends with him waiting for when victory strikes again, which is the name of the first song. Blah blah. Maybe insinuating that we should immediately start the album over again when it's over forever until <laughs> we it, die. Take it that Spotify plays again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I Love Music is not the only song Andrew has written about how awesome music is, and probably not the best one either, but it's still amazing and an album highlight in my opinion. I give it four and a half. Uh, I'd give it a three and a half. It's still good. Four. Yeah, yeah it's good. So at, at this point, I do want to bring up... So this is, what I'm, this is my issue with this whole album, is that okay. it's an album. 
Like, and not in just singles? Yes, because if you played any one of these songs besides You would like the songs. I, I think I'd like the song. <laughs> but when you listen... Whoa! <laughs> I think but, you gotta go re-listen to it, man. That's but, a good song. <laughs> but, like, because we, we were talking about this the other night that I was saying, I, I almost never listen to a whole album and like it. I get kind of tired. Yeah. This is the fucking epitome of that because all these songs if you turn them on they're like oh that sounds pretty good and but listening to all everyone, of them back to back I'm like well yeah. that's awful I would <laughs> definitely say that this is his least interesting album to me off the top of my head yeah um, and that's including the like piano album <laughs> that Cadillac is cr- crazy interesting it is crazy I know it's it's definitely interesting yeah <laughs> have you, you listened to that album a little bit have you heard the last track no you can't go hear that last track okay I was talking to Grant. It's just like that whole album is just piano, and then on the last yeah. track, the guitars come in for just the last track, and it, it sounds awesome. Okay. It's so good. Anyway, not really not really the right time for me to bring that up, but either way. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. I like every song here, but I definitely don't turn this one on very often. Yeah, I think, I think that the fact that it is an album and not like singles that were released like years apart actually hurts them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And I think... It's also not surprising that after this album is when he decided to go full force with the like mystique of his character and then start making music like the next album and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Because I think he was like, okay, it was funny when I... Because I feel like the first album is genuine and good, but I also think a part of it was a joke and a parody. Sure. And he was definitely trying to make like a satirical thing with it yeah and i think with this one he realized okay this one didn't really hit he lost the narrative yeah yeah he's like this one i was actually just trying to get radio play with this one or just like something like that and then i think he kind of went full steam with the andrew wk performance art thing and uh and then everything from then on out i think is way more interesting yeah i agree even though I do like, I think the first album is also. I great. think this is the sophomore slump. It's like I would agree. Yeah, it's not. It's terrible musically, but like it's just not interesting. I think the most interesting thing about it, because I also thought this album wasn't like really very good at all. I thought it was like okay, and then when I was reading about it and how he did all the instruments himself, I got like a new appreciation for it because there it is just so precise. Like every note, it it's just crazy to me. Not that that necessarily makes it better, but it makes me appreciate it more, and I end up uh, paying attention to the music more and maybe, enjoying it. Maybe so. I don't know. This it actually made me it, it didn't make me appreciate it at all anymore. To me, it just sort of exp- maybe it's wrong me to think of it this way because I've never worked in a studio with studio musicians. Mm-hmm. But to me, it sort of explained why I had an issue with it because to me, it was like it all felt very samey. And I was and then you're like, well, we played every there was no there's no yeah. other band. I was like, maybe there was nobody else injecting interesting ideas, but. Apparently that wasn't happening ever. Like apparently in the right. fr- in the first album, he wrote like everything before they he okay. got his band. <laughs> like he had, like in fact with a lot of the songs on I Get Wet, they were he had already done essentially what he did with the Wolf and recorded them by mm-hmm. himself on a demo tape, and they sound mostly the same except okay. just not as well produced. Sure. So I don't know. I just think at the end of the day, I end up listening to the instruments more, and be- knowing that he did them all and. Like there's, there's so many things on every single song and it's all just really precise and I pay more attention to that now. So I appreciate it more on that level. But yeah, going through and reading the lyrics with it, it's not really... It yeah. didn't really do much <laughs> to help or hurt the album for me. It was just like... It's it's just a... It's good. Yeah. I think it's good, but it's not amazing. Yeah. At least not like I Get Wet, which was just crazy. Mm-hmm. Even though it did sound very samey. 
But I think it's this album was important to get us to this next part where <laughs> where he just starts making crazy stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I do want to talk about just a few Andrew WK facts I learned yes. while I was listening. Because I did a decent amount of research about this. Did you watch the What's in My Bag video? I did. Yeah, I, I sent you a picture of it. I was right. like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> so first of all, the picture on the inside, I think, is... He, he, of the wolf? On the, on the inside cover of, no, uh, was it Mother of Mankind? Okay. Oh, oh, right, right. Where he's got the modeling photo. There's a, there's a bunch of these in here. You might want to leave through this book a little. <laughs> well, I too. think I know what those are from. What? He used to work at Garçon, at mm-hmm. Comte de Garçon, okay. as an intern. Uh-huh. Uh, and, I mean, these are more, like, normal photos. But, like, all the ones where he's, like, yeah, like, modeling. He used to work for the designer, uh, Ray Kawakubo. Mm-hmm. And she's a Comte de Garçon uh, designer. And he wrote... This is to say that related is he used to write columns for Vice, uh-huh. where he just would they'd give him a subject and he'd talk about it. Yeah, and so one of them was was like, like, like Andrew WK on following your dreams. And he talks about how you he used to want to be a fashion designer, and he was like, which is crazy considering I only wear two articles of clothing ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But he talks about how he worked for a summer at Comme des Garcons. That's and interesting. He has a bunch of pictures of like that. It's like funny because it's just like a very weird part of his life. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like there. Like you find pictures of him and be like, this doesn't look like him before yeah. this or after this. <laughs> yeah. And so it was pretty interesting. So Yeah, that is interesting. I didn't know that. I know he wrote a article or he had a, a, a column on, yeah. in a newspaper for a long time. And he would like answer people's questions for like years and stuff like that. Yeah, but so that's pretty, and like, and Ray Kawakubo is like a fucking big deal. Like, she's, she's had like, I wonder how he got museums. involved in He that. said that he liked her so much that he just, oh, that's disgusting. Uh, he <laughs> just like wrote a letter to her when he was like 15 and was like, hey, I love your stuff. And then they were like, hey, when you turn 18, move to New York and we'll hire you. I and wish he, it was that easy. And he was like, okay. This is definitely, I think, one of the reasons why he was so easily able to push that narrative that he was like involved in something bigger. Because yeah. he showed up to New York and immediately had so many connections. Yeah. Like, he had that. He was immediately, like, friends with Dave Grohl. Yeah. He, like, had all this stuff just... It was like it was like he didn't have to do anything. He just sure. showed up and he was already... Like, because he was in New York when? In 1999. His yeah. album came out in 2001 and immediately went to number one. No one knew who he was before that. It's just all very suspicious. <laughs> so, but uh, he, then the other one that I think is sort of like... You're sounding like the motivational party thing. Yeah. That he does a lot on this album. I forgot about this. I heard about it when it happened. He gave a motivational talk at the MLP convention, Canterlot Gardens. Yes. Called How to Party Like Pinkie Pie, which I think is one of the funniest. <laughs> it's like one of those things where he's standing in front of like a PowerPoint and with glasses on, uh-huh. ta- like in front of a picture, and you're like, this has got to be Photoshopped. <laughs> that sounds hilarious. But it's like a 45-minute presentation. Have you seen, or has Grant talked to you about the... Uh the speech where he says he's not Andrew WK and all that. No. There's like, he, he went on a motivational tour after I think the next album. And at some point he showed up somewhere and just said like, I had a whole speech prepared that I've been saying to everyone around the country or something like that. He's like, but I gotta tell you, it's not, I'm not really Andrew WK. And he went on for that for like, 15 to 20 minutes what the fuck and not only that but he showed up in like normal clothes and yeah, he didn't throughout look like the entire thing he was taking off like his shirt then he'd take his pants off like 15 minutes later, <laughs> i gotta like... see that <laughs> you need to see that it was it was crazy and 
It, it was just really funny. <laughs> yeah. And he looked like how he looked in the What's in My Bag video. Mm-hmm. More, he looked more like that than Can he I was. Can I be honest, though? I like that guy more. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I think he just doesn't get out of character ever when he's doing an Andrew WK thing. And it's weird that, that, that he didn't for that. Yeah. I don't know. It was at that point in his life, though. He wasn't really releasing anything. He but didn't he release anything. He was in that legal years. battle, right? He was still in the legal battle. That's yeah. whatever that is, and uh, that lasted for years. He wasn't releasing anything for years, and he owned like a part, like a club. Yeah, and he just probably was just like doing that. Well, and that legal battle to me is the most suspicious thing. Right? Is that is that the legal battle wasn't about a song or an album? It was that somebody else claimed the invention of a character of Andrew WK that wasn't mm-hmm. his. That wasn't his. Yeah. But they, they claimed that he... So that's where, like, you say, like, well, maybe he's really a bit, and the guy comes up and I'm not Andrew WK. I'm like, that's where it seems suspicious. Is like It seems suspicious, too, because... The court apparently thought it had enough that it needed to go to jury, that he invented Andrew WK. And not even just that, but I would think, like, oh, it would be funny if he said he had legal troubles or something like that just for a bit, but... It's like fucked his career basically. Oh yeah, he couldn't release. He didn't release, <laughs> he release either for one like of these Almost albums. a decade. Yeah. <laughs> like it was so long. Yeah, and then yeah, and this came out. Uh, Close calls with brick walls came out in two thousand six in Japan. Yes. and was and that that's and it. it. Didn't come out until twenty ten in America. I think it was twenty eleven. It was even like later. Right? No, I think Close was Calls was twenty ten, and, and then, then the this came. One. The double pack probably came out in twenty eleven. I think so. That's still just crazy. That, yeah. Like that's years, and like by that point, that's his third album. Like he, yeah, and he lost all momentum from the that. Wolf was two thousand three, and that's I think seven it was, years. Yeah, I think it was two thousand four, two thousand five, where he just wasn't seen in public for the entire year. Yeah, it's insane. That just that whole period. That's when when I'm saying he went full force with that. Yeah, that's a part of it, which is also just makes it even funnier when he came out with the piano album. Like that's yeah. his first <laughs> which release. I love. Yeah, it's awesome. I think that album's just really good. It's honestly like the, the. It's got more variety than most. Uh, yeah, of his well, it's the album where like you know, like you were like, he's a good musician, and I was like, maybe yeah. I just haven't heard it. And that was one where I was like, okay, well, this is kind of good. He genuinely is a good musician. It really doesn't always show. I think it shows on the Wolf, but it just ends up being very samey that it doesn't. It doesn't like make you feel great about that or like worse yeah. about that. It's like, oh yeah, he is a good musician. He's playing all these instruments really precise. It sounds good, but then it's like, yeah, all the songs sound like the same sure. thing. So it doesn't sound like he has much variety. Yeah, but even on just like fifty-five categories, just playing piano the whole time, every song sounds really different from mm-hmm. the last one. And then I, I think, I think, I think both of these are awesome. The like Close Calls of Brick Walls and Mother of Mankind. I think Mother of Mankind's maybe my favorite album. Of this. I, I, I might agree. It's so good. <laughs> For, I love outtakes albums like that when it's a grab bag. Yeah. And if I just like every song, it just, it's, I don't know. I, I think that one really works. I think if they work together though, because they all kind of sound. Similar. Yeah, they're definitely the same era of yeah. his writing. So, and it's like it's like basically a two-hour Andrew WK album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah I think Mother Mankind's awesome too. But that's, that's mine. Now you know all my Andrew WK takes. You didn't have any more uh, facts you wanted to? Well, I guess that was three. It was that he had the column advice, and then right. had went worked at Comme des Garcons, and then the Pinkie Pie thing. That's just so funny. <laughs> that, about that. Well, just because I love that. That's the character is like you know, like. We're going to, it's motivation and self-betterment through partying. And I was like, and then he took it so far as to do a, a presentation about a character who has the same philosophy of him as a cart- on a cartoon show. And I was like, that's so weird. That's such an elevation of him. That's so dis- insane. I know. Yeah, I, yeah, it's, that's, every fact I, I learn it. about him makes it more uh, interesting. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting that how successfully he was able to do the whole Steve Mike thing, I guess. Because it, it, you can't really talk about him without having something come. Which I'm glad you're here for this episode because you really don't... I don't know any about Steve Mike. So it's it's interesting. You can just talk about the album. Yeah. Where I feel like nowadays, if anyone's really talking about Andrew W. Other than like maybe some singles off the first album, I feel like it always comes up. What? I don't even know what it, what it is. The Steve Mike thing in general? Yeah. After The Wolf came out, he had on his website, you could ask him questions and he would answer it. And someone... Well, first of all, he sent a clone out on stage like he sent he did like an mf doom thing where he had like someone come in his place and then he uh his website was hacked and it was there was just a message on the front it was hacked you know quote unquote and it had a message on the front page that said like andrew wk is a lie it was made up by a group of people he did not write any of his songs he did not do any of this stuff it was made up by a board of directors and and he and they have they're trying to oust me of it blah 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 so like it was basically, and it was signed Steve Mike. That's it. That's where that started, and then he would just not address it, and uh, and then eventually that that album was supposed to come out, and that's pretty. Steve funny. Mike is what fucked up the release of it, <laughs> and of course Steve Mike is credited on every album, including I Get Wet. Like before before that happened. Huh. And the interesting thing about on I Get Wet, his guitarist said that sometimes he would feel like creatively drained and would be like frustrated when trying to make a song for I Get Wet, and he just like leave the place like the studio and video call steve mike he was saying he was going to go video call steve mike and then he'd come back more relaxed and just like immediately have ideas and stuff who's video calling in 2001 maybe not video calling maybe <laughs> maybe that's you're right by the way it was like he would maybe he was just actually going to have a meeting i don't remember how it was worded that'd be interesting if that was the case yeah i think it's insane now that they would feel the need to keep that a secret though no, I don't think that's... Inter- I think he just make is doing that, uh, making that up. Okay, maybe so. But I just think... Because I don't think his band was in on it. Oh, uh, okay. Because, like, his bassist or guitarist, one of them was, like... Like, hearing about this and not really knowing what any of it was, he was like, no, Andrew's real. Like, he's a, he's a good guitarist, he's a nice guy, I, I worked with him for a couple of years. And then he saw the video I'm talking about where he says he's not Andrew WK and all that, and he was like... Oh yeah, you know what? I guess that kind of makes sense, or something like that. And he just like completely backpedaled on it, and just everything about it is <laughs> just like yeah, makes awesome. it so much Such more infuriatingly fun. confusing. Well, I, I just like that it's because the thing is like now invented pop stars are all the rage. Like that's all of what, what K-pop is is boardroom created pop stars. Yeah. So it's like insane that the idea like now that if that was true, he wouldn't just come out and say it. Yeah, but then again, like I don't know if you follow him on Instagram or anything. But, uh, only like, only when you're involved. His instagram is just like he he's clearly doing a thing yeah because yeah. he, he posts just like creepy videos every single day to his instagram and just like i like we were talking about the mannequin can you can you explain that i don't even know how to explain that. um he would just post like weird pictures or videos and you just see like the back of a mannequin that looks exactly like him just but like just like in the corner a little bit of skinnier is kind of like hunched, like hunched over, over. And then, and then eventually he like slowly started to reveal more and more and he was in like a studio with a bunch of mannequins dressed yeah. as different things. Weird. And it was just like, whatever they were filming, they had to have been filming for months. And yeah. this was so long ago and nothing came of that yet. So I just don't even get what that was. The last thing we saw of that was he posted a picture of it like with his luggage or something in a hotel. <laughs> it was weird. It was just like, sitting the thing, on the little rack. Because I thought... Okay, 
Yeah, they're probably making a music video or something. That's but what then I it thought. just never never came out. Uh, here, wait. Yeah, it's, it says executive producer Steve Mike at the very top. And it says that on the Wolf too. Allegedly, I, I don't have the insert for that one, but it says that on all of these. And then now his his label is Steve Mike Music. That's so funny. <laughs> but it's also just a interesting choice of words that keeps it alive. I think. Yeah. The way that he, I don't know if you. Heard about him getting signed to a new label. I shouldn't read this word for word like I did last time. But basically, he got signed to a new label, Napalm Records. And mm-hmm. the whole thing is just like, the people here at Andrew WK and like people working for Andrew. Like, like they never address That's him so as a weird. person. They never address him as a person. And when they do, like there's a picture of him and it says photo of Andrew WK and it's in quotes. <laughs> and also the picture they use is just funny. You got to see the picture they use for it. If you go to his website... But anyway, so, you know, I it's just definitely a, such a thing at this point. Let's see if I can find this. Yeah, this is the picture they decided to use. What the fuck? A, Andrew W. Case. And this is, like, on the Napalm Records website, too. That, you know, actually, I say what the fuck, but you know what? It's pretty that, in line. That's pretty in line for... <laughs> but yeah, it's this photo of Andrew W. Case by Michael R.C., which is one of the people he definitely made up. Him and Christine Williams or whoever mm-hmm. was there. Yeah. Two people I will confirm definitely not real. Christine Williams. He like credits this woman for every picture of him that's weird like that. That's so funny. And she's not if you like she doesn't exist. Like you can't find her anywhere online or anything. It's just pictures of him like that. It's so funny, it reminds me of uh but then like the difference is like Okay, so it reminds me of like Homestar Runner where like <laughs> okay. where like they they create this whole universe of like all these characters that are characters that feed the culture of the actual characters you're watching. Yes. And that's how it feels. Except that with that, you know it's a joke. Like, there's a character named Lem Sports Interview, and you go, okay, that guy's a fucking yeah, right. a bit. <laughs> but with this, it's he's just inventing a universe for himself to live in. That's so and fucking crazy. And allegedly, that's something... I This is not, like, a confirmed thing, but I read that someone who went to college with him or something like said that he used to say shit like that he's like i want to create a universe around myself and i, I want to turn myself into a product that's pretty stuff. funny honestly <laughs> because I, I also read something that whenever his first album came out i get wet he was like uh this guy is like an experimental classical pianist that i went to music school with this is what he came out with like i can't that's even believe funny. i can't even believe this is the same guy yeah <laughs> But I get it. Yeah. I get it. I get the appeal because honestly, I've thought I've I've thought the same thing of like, dude, what if you could just like? Because part of the fun of, of like all the David Bowie reinventions were like, you're like, dude, this guy is like going through something or he's like making shit up. So if you could just do that, but never, never pull the mask away, it's yeah. really interesting. Yeah, he's kind of doing like a, I guess Bowie meets like a Kaufman thing yeah. with this. Because yeah, he really even on like the what's in my bag. I want to say that's like him out of character or something, but I feel like it just adds maybe to he the did confusion. It on purpose, yeah, I know. I, I definitely think it's just so dense at this point. I don't <laughs> think we've ever seen him out of character. I don't know if I can't picture what he would be out of character. Have you brought any of this to the larger Andrew WK fandom? Yeah, we like, tried to at the sound. Well, but, but like, have you ever? <laughs> did you post on the Andrew WK subreddit? Yeah, we did. I, what did people say? They were just like. I, it really doesn't make sense to me because they were just like why are people even talking like who even cares about this nowadays and stuff like that which is like I mean it's true like sure. he's not a hot commodity yeah. at this point but like if you follow him on Instagram or anything like he's still doing it yeah like yeah, it's I not don't like understand we're just how they didn't 
Yeah. Because like, I think, I think starting with like he as a body double is like maybe a little bit jumping the shark for the first thing. But to bring stuff up like this where you're like, why are they referring to him in quotes? Right. Why do they say we at Andrew WK? The weirdest that thing, is fucking weird. The weirdest reveal from the last episode for me was that he says like he's thrilled on behalf of Andrew WK and the, what was it? Do you remember what it was? Mm-mm. It was like some company. And if you look it up, it's just, it looks like a shell company. Like, there's no info on it other than Andrew WK owns it. And there's well, no info on what it is. That doesn't surprise me that much, actually. It's just, oh, that's the, the, the yeah. Louise Harland Corporation. That, and, I mean, that isn't a lot of things. Though. But, like, it, it, yeah, it's a division of. Because you could also know. say, like, there's so many things, like, like, like the Idlewild Records. Idlewild is just one band's self publishing arm. But that's not. But he's. That's not his label or anything. He's not self-publishing with it. It's just like a company that he owns, and it's not sure what it is used for. Sure. It's just a part it of. Has one total employees across all of its locations. <laughs> and generates thirty thousand. And it's Andrew. <laughs> yeah. And it's Andrew, of course. This is so weird. Uh, yeah, I definitely. Grant said last time we could make a documentary out of this with all the fucking information we have pooled in our brains. <laughs> it's not wrong. I mean, probably can and should. <laughs> we will I don't see why not but yeah so that was the wolf that was the that wolf. was blow your bone um you have any final words to say about Andrew WK or this album the whole album I'd give it like a two and a half okay Salise um I'd give it a four probably yeah I gave it a four as well which is like I, I feel like when I put it on I just enjoy it all the way through but I definitely would not be like like humming the songs from it the rest mm-hmm. of the day or anything except for maybe your rules you guys gotta give that one another yeah. shot yeah, i, I gave it two shots and i went over my head <laughs> I two gave times. It five shots well i'll give it any shot it takes five shots <laughs> uh, well that that, that well, should help you make <laughs> more maybe. fun i didn't you're just fucking it did make me passed puke. out <laughs> well party till you puke that's, that's when you go throw that one on me. so have you listened to the next album uh parts of it it's good i listened to all of uh other mankind that's interesting that you've listened to that whole th- whole one and think it's the best one because i don't disagree i well i listened to uh all of or i started listening to the next one but then there are parts where it just sounds like yeah the wolf and i think because of the fact that i just finished the wolf i was like not interested in hearing more of that that next album is really weird to me because that's what i noticed when i first got into it was like why do some of these songs sound like just andrew wk songs and then all other this other stuff don't. is like crazy but then those andrew wk What's songs the- which one? There's like one that's called like Dumont or something. Dr. Dumont. Dr. Dumont. Which and I was like, song? that's weird. That is weird. And that goes, wait, that's like, that goes into another song that starts with a crazy piano yes. floors. No, that whole. Because see, I liked moments like that. But, but then, then there's songs like Not Going to Bed. Where you're you just like, this is just the same thing. But but at least on those, I think the lyrics are a lot better than on The yes. Wolf. And on, but not necessarily on I So, but I've hit certain songs like that yeah. on close calls, and I'd go, yeah, you know, I just listen. I just finished listening to the Wolf four times. Right. I'm gonna stop, and then I turned on Mother of Mankind, and none of those songs right. sound anything like the previous <laughs> You're two albums. Right. <laughs> so I really enjoyed it. Well, it was also, totally refreshing. a lot of the stuff that was on Mother of Mankind, he was supposed to make an album called Young Lord oh, that weird. he completely scrapped, and I think like four or five of the tracks on Mother of Mankind are from it. Uh, and it was like the tracks that the weirdest tracks on Mother yeah. Mankind were the, supposed to be those. I think he scrapped it maybe because it was too experimental. <laughs> like the song "Young Lord" is the weirdest thing he's ever made, like hands down. I think. Yeah. And that's on there. Yeah, you're right. But none of those songs are like typical Andrew WK. Yeah, which is why I enjoyed it. 
But I do like the ones that sound like that on Close Calls with Brick Walls. I just think yeah. this is a great thing in general. Yeah, I think Close Calls is the one where, like, if somebody was like, listen to Andrew WK, I might pick that one, honestly. Yeah, I would. Because it's the one where I think there's enough of, like, Andrew WK-styled songs, but also enough variation that yeah. if they want something that's not quite... I get wet version three, then there's enough on there that you'd be like, oh, that, okay, that's And I also think like Mother of Mankind is just an outtakes album and it's not like sequenced. It's not cohesive, and it, yeah. yeah. Whereas I think Close Calls Brick Walls has a very perfect sequencing yeah. of it. Where it, bl- it throws in great the, transitions. I'm sure Grant would love it. Great transitions. And it's got like the, the songs that sound like Andrew WK are like sp- sporadic. Yeah. And I think it just works. I think that one just is very good. But this is not, uh, we're, we're talking about The Wolf here. Yeah. I and Solis. Final notes on the wolf? No. Play us out. <laughs> oh.